What would you say you do here? You shut your mouth when you're talking to me. There are no more shenanigans, no more tomfoolery, no more ballyhoo. It's Saturday afternoon, and we have two guests. Joe, did you notice we have two guests? I did notice. Yeah. Um, Josh tripped jo- over the airplanes. Josh Josh Flowers and uh, Chelsea Smith flew the, each of their airplanes in solo from California yesterday. You, you missed an opportunity. You could have set me up for, a, I bet their arms are tired joke, but you just couldn't, you couldn't yeah. give me that alley-oop, could you? And they didn't come here for the Super Bowl, did you guys? You did not fly into this area to go to the Super Bowl. Nope. Don't even care. Didn't even know it was this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> so Josh and Chelsea are uh, both heavily into aviation, like I am. That's how I met them. And uh, Josh has a very popular uh, YouTube. Uh, he's very heavy on social media within the aviation industry community, focusing on uh, flying adventures and safety and enjoying flying and keeping current and proficient. D- does that describe it reasonably well? I think so. My my my. What's my mission statement? Uh, <laughs> I've made it my mission to showcase safe practices while enjoying the beauty this world has to offer. That's there you go. That's a it. tear. That's to my, my eye every time, and to hear you say it live. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because you, you hear it say be say it in all the videos. Yeah, intros, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> so great. I love <laughs> yeah. it. And and so you've uh, you got a number of sponsorships that are that are well known. For example, mm-hmm. he's got this. They're both their aircraft are parked in the hangar right now. We're looking at them, and they're both recently. Well, yours is a ten year old paint job. It looks new. Paint, it's pretty yeah. new to me. Chelsea's was just finished. Uh, how long ago was the paint job done on your beautiful 150? A day and a half ago. <laughs> yeah, quite oh, literally. Sh- oh, shit, I didn't. I didn't know it yeah. was that like, recent. They well, set the paintbrush down, and I called clear, and we started the props. And you were the hell out, out of there. there. Yeah. yeah, get me out of this place. So we're thing. we're doing. So in aviation, across country, is considered anything over 50 nautical miles. Oh, really? Okay. For logbook purposes and and all that stuff to get requirements, but we are doing a thousand seven hundred nautical miles yeah. on this trip. So we left Santa Maria, California yesterday, packed up both planes, and we are headed east back to Kentucky. So to finally Kingman. finally kind of homestead for a little while. Oh that's, my god, that's where we're gonna call home for a little while. That's Chelsea's home state. So yeah, you guys were explaining that you've been pretty much. How long have you guys been traveling around and not really in one spot? Homeless. Yeah, homeless. Homeless. You sure. can say it. Yeah, <laughs> you guys are homeless. <laughs> We're not scared of that Aviation term. homeless. <laughs> We've embraced it. Yeah. Three yeah. years. Yeah. Three years. Wow. And that can be exhausting, though, right? I mean, it's just it's it is or something. Now it's, we're not necessarily like doing the van life. We have places that we stay, but yeah. it's only for like a couple months at a time. Mm-hmm. Kingman, Arizona, was one of those places, yeah, and Chelsea and so had that's already. That's why we had to stop here. Yeah, mm-hmm. Chelsea. Before we met, she spent those six weeks here yeah. doing some work on different aircraft engines and whatnot, and then we came back for you to do the same thing back in 2021 for six months, and yeah. we actually grew very fond of little downtown Kingman. You guys had a little so. uh, rental down there, yep. right? Right downtown historic. So yeah, yep. two it years was a ago. renovated shed. It kind of was. It was a shed yeah. with running water and electric. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh! But walking down this morning with a cup of coffee and Reminisced. reminiscing on all of that, it was like, wow, that was our first place that we lived together, minus a seventeen-foot camper trailer that oh, we was towed it? across the Which country. Which was that previous summer, yeah. But that was our first time really living together, and both in a new state, away from family, away from home. Just the two of us taking on this new adventure, 
and I and really at the time still learning each other. Yeah, and yeah. I convinced Josh to get rid of his house, sell everything, pack up not one but two vehicles, flat tow the second one, and I flew out here in that little 150, and we lived out here for six months. And it was honestly, I think what like that was the foundation of our relationship. Looking back, yeah, we that's that's the most solid foundation I can possibly imagine because if you guys didn't murder each other. We almost doing all did. of that. There were a couple there, times where we came close. There yeah. was a <laughs> woman I used to date, and she would refer to as the Scotty Camper test. Have you seen those little fiberglass round things uh-huh. called a scamp? A scamp, it says scamp on it. It's like a scamp. They're tiny little campers. Yeah. And she goes, that's the thing for her. If you can go out and live in a month or whatever period it was yeah. and not kill each other, then it's a pretty good test. Cessna 150 is kind of that size. <laughs> sort of, yeah. Well, so if you can get scrunched up in there and fly across the country you know and still like each other at the end and we have traveled some i mean mainly when we do that kind of traveling you're doing it solo and i'm the ground crew yeah aviation 101 ground crew isn't that a plot twist i i absolutely love that because somebody (laughs) has to take a car and the 150 does not carry much (laughs) so after chelsea gets in and fills it up with gas there's not all that much room in terms of weight limit or space what is the weight limit on that if it's full full of fuel um, full of fuel, I think I have about 300 pounds to work with. Okay. Uh, max weight is 16, 1,600 pounds, and I have about 500 useful load. It carries 26 gallons total, 22.5 usable. Um, two <laughs> what seat. else do you want to know? Yeah. <laughs> that's the, the two I, seat, four cylinder. I did this on purpose because I knew that's what would right. happen. Yeah. I yeah. 100% knew. How and far are the specs going to go? Yeah. <laughs> And you made a uh, didn't you make a video on when you were leaving here last time because it was there was a lot of uh, uh, high uh, oh my density gosh. altitude situation yeah and so you're not very but you were you packed it full and you're small and tiny and don't weigh very much yeah so I was at Max Gross yeah. taking off out of Kingman Arizona had just closed that chapter flying I flew in here solo and I left solo and on my way back. I knew that if I got to Albuquerque, I took a different route home than I did to get out here. And, you know, traveling the, cr- the country in a s- very small airplane that's not much faster than a car is a little crazy. You know, this this little 150 is typically a pattern pony. She stays in the pattern, training her, her students, will do that 50 nautical mile cross country for a few requirements. But does it is not a, a coast to coast bird. Yeah, it was really designed for training. It's just a little trainer. And... To pack up and quite literally move in a little 150 is is pretty wild, and it's underpowered. You, if you get yourself in a situation, you're committed. Like there's no just gunning it out of it. So you have to be so calculated, and it it is, it'll make an honest pilot out of you, especially in those situations. So I took off out of Kingman, Arizona. Did you have more weight in the aircraft than when you came in? Do you know? No, I had it about the same. It was loaded the same? Okay. Yeah. I mean, I was a little, just barely under max. Okay. Um, by like 50 pounds. And usually I don't actually weigh every little thing because I'm like, I know my weight, I know the weight of the fuel, and we have maybe 20 pounds, 30 pounds yeah. of bags. Mm-hmm. But I weighed every bag that time because I knew I was going to be hitting that Limit. You were getting close. It was going to be... In the summertime, right? It was... So it was May. So the beginning okay. of summer, I took off out of Kingman, Arizona, and my first fuel stop was going to be St. John's, Arizona. I flew right over Sedona, said goodbye to the Red Rocks, mm-hmm. kind of, you know, 
Josh was already gone, so I was already back in Florida. Yeah, at that point. it's beautiful, as you know, flying over Sedona. It's just, oh my it's gosh. stunning. Yeah. yeah, it's stunning on the ground. It's stunning from the air. Oh the my first gosh. flight I ever took with Paul and in a small uh, aircraft was what was a was, treat. was to Sedona Man. to the airport. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, well, I'm I'm hooked Run. on this. This is great. Yeah, it's, it's a also place. I'd driven to Sedona probably 20 times. So getting to see it from that new yeah. Like, High level perspective and getting there in twenty five minutes or whatever thirty five minutes <laughs> right. didn't didn't take was long really nice instead of three hours. That my suck. my plane's yeah. next to a car, so it's still yeah. You can drive straight <laughs> there. Yeah, <laughs> excuse me, fly straight there. Yeah, how fast will go? Oh wait, I mean uh, like you're, straight you're down with the tailwind. Not straight. No. <laughs> <laughs> it, it cruises at um, right at a hundred miles an hour. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Yesterday our true airspeed was ninety three ish knots, which yeah. is about a hundred and four miles yeah. so not much tail or headwind really well a little tailwind i guess yesterday Tiny bit yeah well, it was true airspeed so okay not gotcha. it doesn't no what yeah. whichever way the wind was going that's like the true performance that of the airplane the gotcha yeah. yeah so i took off out of here i went to st john's i was loaded down i was gonna try to make one more leg that day and i got on the ground refueled hit the restroom and I'm trying to do these quick turns because I got a lot of ground to cover to get back. What's the elevation of St. John's? I don't I think it's been there. 5,400 something. Like I, I would say it's around that. Uh, just having been there before and I would say it's around that. I have never yeah. been there. And what time of day was that when you landed? Yeah, so actually I was waiting on a ferry permit. So in oh, Part that's 91 right. General Aviation you have to do an annual inspection with a certificate of mechanic every year. Mm. unless you're doing it for or flying for hire or something like that and then you have to do it every 100 hours but i'm ga not for hire so i have to do an annual inspection well my lease was ending or our lease was ending mm -hmm. and we had to move and i the ground I crew had already left <laughs> i didn't have a hangar i didn't have an area to annual this aircraft now normally a ferry permit is used in lieu of an annual or something like that. If a plane has been sitting for like an enormous amount of time and it's like this dilapidated situation, but my yeah, plane a ferry was permit, it's a one time yeah. exemption. The FAA gives you to do a flight yes, yeah. for a specific purpose. And yeah. so I picked up a ferry permit that morning. And so I was waiting for that ferry permit to hit my inbox to take off out of here. And I picked it up and immediately departed the area. So I was getting out of here a little bit later. Normally, if you're dealing with warm air, so there are less molecules per cubic inch or cubic foot or however you're counting them, uh, in hotter air, there's less lift and less available horsepower for not only your engine, because it's not turbocharged, so you have nothing that's, that's boosting that power for you. And but also your propeller is not able to it's like swimming through either thick mud like you can really grip or like swimming through something that like air like you're not going to be able to put your hands through that the same way. So that's basically fluid dynamics of the air because mm -hmm. the air is the fluid and you're not going to get through it the same. And so when that air is hot and you're at higher elevation and we know that the air's thinner up at higher elevation you have those two things combating against you so at 5,000 feet which is field elevation it's 5,700 5,700 uh at st john's I airport just josh up, yeah. just looked up uh so when you're already at 5,700 msl and then you try to take off on a hot day 
then you're playing with something called density altitude which is above that it's the density that the air is actually like on a standard day I could be a total nerd and be like, okay, a standard day is 15 degrees Celsius, 59 <laughs> degrees Fahrenheit at sea level. So that is like their baseline starting point for performance numbers and reference. So you're already high. I was high, hot, and heavy. And yeah. <laughs> thought I'd just say High, thank you for heavy. beating me to the punch there you go <laughs> it was like it go. took every fiber of my I, being I didn't dot want to make you guys a comment to just leave that one <laughs> no that's none of this is getting edited out also I, I I have to interject real quick have you thought about becoming a flight instructor because you're oh, absolutely you have you're giving out inf- like giving out information in a easily digestible way yeah and uh, you don't sound condescending which is very difficult to do when you know a lot about one subject yeah so um that is probably the next thing i'm gonna do is cfi yeah um most people become flight instructors so that they can build hours on someone else's dime that those tables finally turn because we all know how astronomical that barrier to entry is to aviation and to begin the flying process it's it's really difficult to get past even the financial hurdle and then you have all of this stuff to learn and um so it's a challenge and I didn't really have to flip that because I had the 150. So I didn't need to time build on other people by becoming a flight instructor, which is the the norm in today's society because the airlines and then the need for 1,500 hours to get your ATP and, you know, just... Yeah, it's very common, Joe, to have people be an instructor as early as they can be and just and work for a, a company that's got... X number of airplanes and crank through and get their hours and bam they're gone. Yeah, you know, while to, collecting to, a paycheck. Yeah, while that's, collecting that's, a paycheck. Right. That's the that's the not per- having to pay scam. for gas and all yeah. that kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah, and the best way to learn is to teach. Yeah, and um, you should have. A, but it yeah. it also does a big disservice to our industry because a lot of the instructors only get that to fulfill their hour requirement, but they are not actually fulfilling their students. Oh, educationally yeah. so I can see that it can become kind of a jaded system yeah. in that regard yeah. and so I got the little 150 and I didn't really need I was getting so spoiled because I was getting so much flight time I'm also not really planning on heading to the airlines so I didn't really care and one of my good friends and mentors said to me one time you know you're you're in a very narrow category of only a few probably thousand people there are only 200 females in even the U.S. that have my rating of IA. Really? Yeah. 200? There are less than 200. It's a very small number. I yeah. had no. I knew it would be small, but I didn't know it would be that small. And yeah. what, uh, explain IA for me and the listeners. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, I'm an AMP mechanic. Mm-hmm. Airframe so and power stands, plant. Yeah, yep. stands for airframe and power plant. So is Paul. Yep. IA soon for Paul, I'm hoping. Oh, an IA soon, yeah. yes. Yeah. But I'm going to do not how you did it. Yeah, <laughs> you're going to go to Baker's. So oh, hell yeah. <laughs> I have my mechanics certificate from the FAA, and the ratings that I have are both airframe and power plant, which are the only two that you can get. Once you have been an AMP for at least three years, two years consecutive experience, you can apply through your FISDO, which is Flight Standard District Office, which is the local form of government of the FAA, the Federal Aviation Administration. And here in Kingman, Vegas is our right. FISDO. Yeah, office. yeah. It's, so it's um, 
in all of these different districts and you will send them an application you know you fill it out online once you have your experience and they will either give you the blessing or not and um so as soon as I hit my three I waited till my fourth year because I was still in college and I didn't want them to be like wait how have you worked all of this time and so I I sent in my application without signing it and I called the FISDO ahead and I was like hey would you all approve me if I just want to send you a dummy one tell me if if you'd sign this off so they endorsed me and I I studied for like a year for it because I work independently mostly and so I'm not in that shop environment where I have other mechanics to really check my work and you kind of rely on that that unity um and kind of that hey can you come look at this it's kind of just like shop role you know whoever does the work somebody else will look it over with fresh eyes like if someone is a a writer you know having you're not going to see the mistakes when you edit your own work so it's kind of the same in maintenance and um I don't have that because I'm typically working by myself as a contractor and so I was like I want to know this stuff like to the T because I don't have you know Bob on the other side of the hangar to go say hey what was that one rule and did I think of this right? So I, I did a self-study for about a year and then I went and tested and I ended up getting it on my uncle's birthday, which was super special to me because he's the one that got me into aviation. So September 22nd, I got my IA, which is the highest level you can go in the maintenance sector, Okay. Um, which was a really big deal to me. I think I was 27, 26, mm-hmm. yep. 26. I had my AMP IA commercial pilot's license instrument rating and a 150 i did not know that you had a commercial pilot's license yeah i don't know how that slipped through she got it why we you were here right yeah i, I, did. I did not yeah. know that holy shit so my next thing is going to be cfi but what yeah. I, i'm yeah. still blown away by the 200 female ias look <laughs> in this country that, that's that stat is just staggering. can i give you a, a weird stat just just because i, I kind of come from an industry that is flip-flopped mm-hmm. from that uh, there's probably fewer than 2,000 female, or excuse me, there's fewer than 20,000 male nurses in the United States. Yeah. Think about how many nurses we all know. Right. Yeah. And then think about how many male nurses that you know. Right. Like, mm-hmm. I know a handful, but I also know that the hospital I worked at would pay a premium, can't technically pay them more, but they would pay a premium if you came here and it was like a kind of another table because... They're kind of rare, and it fulfills a federal requirement for kind of diversity in the workplace thing, which is so strange yeah. to me. Just raising a, a yeah. you know girl and now who's now a woman, and kind of knowing what women are kind of up against when you get, get into dealing with like a boys club. Yeah, which it's clearly it is. Aviation's a boys club. Well, it's, yeah. it's aviation in general is a boys club, but then also like with your ratings, like that's like that like that's a real boys club. Yeah, I usually don't throw out like female statistics. I try to. St- Stay away from, like I always say, I don't want to be like the girl mechanic or the girl pilot. No, if anyone no, wants me to no. talk to their daughter, you be the good mechanic. I will all, exactly. Yeah. That is verbatim what I say. Like, I don't want to be known as the girl mechanic, the chick mechanic, the, the girl pilot. I want to be the. It's the also nice to have that, like, in your pocket to, yeah, to pull out and just, like, just, put somebody in their place and just go, you know <laughs> what? Just so you know, there's like fewer than 200 of us. So, yeah. And you got one here and you're an idiot. Yeah, like so, you don't want to be constantly like, like blowing that horn, so that you can just pull it out and blow somebody number. away. So it is a wild number. I think that not surprising it, yeah. at all, mm-hmm. but but there's right at a 200 in the well, it would be the world. 
That's true because they're not yeah. IA in in Europe. And so, I mean, as far as the the what, what's the European agency? Uh, oh my gosh! Used to be LBA that was Germany, and then it got confl- oh, the, the uh, European FAI. No, nope, that's the uh, European EASA. No, not EASA. Um, It'll come to us. Oh my gosh! And it's the equivalent of, in the European world of the FAA. But anyway, is, that's is the FAA. it Civil Avi- Aviation Authority? No. No, is that Canada? Joe's looking it up. I'm not looking it up. I'll look it uh. up. My now, yeah, Canada's got their own thing too. So Canada's Transport Canada, I think yeah. is. So yeah. let's circle back to yeah. uh, your density altitude situation in St. John's. Is that was it, yeah? That, <laughs> so I because um, no because I knew I knew you wanted to tell it and you're doing such a great job and I interject and her, I apologize. No. But it her was, eyes it, just bugged um, out and rolled across the table. No, they didn't. Um, so I. Flew into St. John's, got there later than I wanted to, wanted to at least make one more leg to try to cover some ground because I had already been delayed because of weather. So I was like, I need to at least get this far. I grew up in Louisville, Kentucky. My home airport is Bowman Field and elevation there is like 400 something. So now I am in such a different environment. Kingman was the highest airport really that I had dealt with out here were 3,700? 3,400. 3,400. And that was a a new thing for me. Mm -hmm. So with this four-cylinder, 100-horsepower Continental engine, I don't have a lot helping helping me off the ground. No. And, you know, fighting that and gravity, you know, you got to be... You got to be pretty light on days that are hotter. So you don't want the, the combination of high, hot, and heavy. And that's exactly what I found myself in that afternoon in St. John's. And I fueled up, topped off, crunched the numbers, then crunched the numbers again, and then called Josh and crunched them for a third time because there were posters everywhere saying, check density altitude, mm-hmm. check density altitude, check de- the, the density altitude that day was a little over 8,000. So I ran the freaking numbers as many times as I could. And I was like, okay, I'm going to take off downhill, longest runway, into the wind, yada, yada, yada. The numbers say I can do it. I'm going to go for it. And when I took off, I declared my abort point, and I was off the ground. First of all, it's interesting. I've been in low horsepower airplanes where everything is heavy and hot, and it's you can tell a difference. Oh, yeah. the gosh. prop is not biting. You're not accelerating. No. You're going. Well, this is going to take a while. Yeah, <laughs> you're, you're, so yeah. you're going. Yeah, and going. You, you're a few <laughs> seconds into the roll, and you're like, okay, forty knots. <laughs> pedal like, faster. Pedal faster. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I, oh man. So on a, a scale of one to ten, what was the pucker factor on, on oh, this situation? Twenty. Oh shit. <laughs> it was. Oh, it was that flight when I, I hate to say, but I was like, I fucked up. Like, like looking back, you shouldn't have done that. Or I, I'm still here. I learned a really good lesson. I can't remember. Did you? I can't remember. Did you go ahead and leave, or did you come back and land? And I no, don't remember. So I went out, and I was barely climbing. Like I saw people when I looked out the window. <laughs> you, I saw people looking at me <laughs> like I was a dead man. Because you weren't going and leaving. You were. Oh, I low was hanging and, out. And in it's St. John's. Was it? Is, I mean, <laughs> doing a how low, close were the trees? Because I know there's, yeah, no shit, I bet. So I I was so desperate to climb that I was like a freaking buzzard or a glider pilot. Mm -hmm. I was looking for dark areas to find thermals. Wow. And at times I was even still sinking 
trying to climb. So I, oh I did God. make it up. It took me over 45 minutes to get to 1,000 feet. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I'm not I only interject you. something here. This was, I know it was a density altitude situation, but there was a friend of mine who described the 150 or something like that. He said, uh, you know, I've got a couple thousand hours in 150, and about 1,500 of those hours are climbing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or something like that's that. That's a common, that's, I say something <laughs> oh, very man. similar. So I made it to 1,000 feet and came back in and landed. And then you went, uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> your, it was, your knees are knocking. And, and then you she landed me. <laughs> yeah. You landed back at St. John's. Yeah. Okay. I went back in. Oh, I wasn't making it anywhere else. Why? Because oh, you had a mountain. Yeah. Range I had, yeah, I yeah. still needed to get another 4,000 feet to, to make my pass. Yeah. That was not going to happen. No. Yeah. You would have burned half your tanks just oh, climbing. Yeah. Yep. So it was just so many, you know, things stacking against me in that situation. So I came in. I was like, okay, I have a tent. I had. Like, St. John's is small. So I was like, I'm just going to pitch a tent here at the airport and sleep and get up first thing in the morning and go. I started pitch. I got, I taxied away from, like, the terminal area. It was from like, people. From people. I <laughs> yeah. needed yeah. to be alone. Yeah, I get it. I was like, yeah, I needed to go uh, sit and, and steep on that one. So I, I pulled, I parked the plane, get the tent out. I'm looking around, making sure there are no freaking rattlesnakes where I'm about to throw my sleeping bag and... The airport manager came over and he, you know, he's like, what the hell? This little girl and this little blonde chick just took off out of here and this plane came right back. And now she's pitching a tent on the <laughs> other side of the field. He was probably thinking, what the hell's going on? <laughs> so he said, you know, here's I want you to sleep in the FBO. Lock the doors tonight. There's a couch. There's a shower. There's a bathroom. Sleep inside. And. Um, because I looked up hotels and there were no options there. It was going to be like 45 minute drive to an area with hotels. And so I went into the FBO. He said, here's my car. I'm going to take, he had like a motorcycle. He took a motorcycle home, gave me his car. I went into town, was headed into a Mexican restaurant. And then there was a Mexican right next to the Mexican restaurant selling fresh tamales. Oh, yeah. So perfect. I was like, <laughs> yeah, all perfect, right. Right. I didn't want to be around any humans at that moment. Like, I just needed to. Okay, the Mexicans are human, okay? I'm just going to no, let you know. No, hey. <laughs> no, I meant. He has a disclaimer. I'm going to have to put a horrible disclaimer before that. Oh, God. <laughs> How are we going to bleep this out? I'm, I'm just kidding. We're not. on the Benny Hill theme song. I'm <laughs> 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 All right, go ahead. So I, I got my tamales and I went back and I just sat in silence in this FBO. But they were good, though, weren't they? Oh, my gosh. They were. I was not only thankful to be alive, but it was like some Mexican food heaven, some fresh tamales. So the guy oh. that I bought them from, he was selling them out of a cooler, and I was like, I stopped to actually get watermelon in initially because I didn't know he had the tamales at first. And um, he, I was like, well, I don't think I, he offered me tamales. And I was like, ah, I don't have a microwave or anything. He was like, no, 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 no. And he held them out to my hand and he was like, they're hot. My wife just made them. So oh, they were man. still freaking hot. Mm. And I, yeah. You're sold. So I was like, <laughs> you know, praising to still be alive, eating tamales. And <laughs> I ended up making it back to Kentucky and, you know, the train rolled on and, I'm still stopping in here to get old Kingman, Arizona, and happy to be catching up with you guys. It is yeah. a special treat. <laughs> it's it been really great. Is. And we're was probably it? stopping at St. John's tomorrow. Oh. What was the, I'm just going to back up to a, t a, ti a tiny amount. What, what was the uh, the temperature when you tried to take off? Do you recall? I about? don't remember. 
No. Obviously, it's high, so it's going to be a lot cooler in the morning. We could work those numbers backwards. No, we're not going to do that. Yeah, we could work it backwards. But, yeah. I mean, you were there in the heat of the afternoon. Yeah. And it, it was really that it, but it but it was also at 5700 feet already already so like what's standard at 5700 feet is already a lot cooler than what's standard at sea level so it feels cooler like you can go outside and be like oh it doesn't feel that unpleasant but if you look at the air density it's actually a lot warmer than what a standard day would be yeah. so it just it totally botches your performance but because you're over 5000 feet the morning was significantly cooler like it would have cooled off a yeah. lot in the high desert so, so maybe Maybe I'll be a little bit stomach with some stomach knots going back in there. Oh, we're also nice. we're also going back in there in February. Yeah. And and we're not departing in the middle of the day. We're going to depart pretty early. Yeah. So it'll be fine. We're we're going to be good. Uh, those yeah. feelings will still be there. Oh, I know. Or we're I, glad to have both you guys back. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, it's been um, it's been fun. I now that we've talked about altitude, uh I read. I I don't know why I know this, and I don't know. I have no idea where it came up, but I know in the past two days I learned that uh, Telluride, Colorado, mm-hmm. is the highest elevation like commercial airport in the lower forty-eight. I don't think or that's correct. Commercial, Leadville. commercial, yeah, commercial. I oh, did, actually, yeah. I think Leadville. it is. Led, how about Leadville? Leadville is, is the highest registered municipality in oh, North America. Okay. I believe. Did I not say commercial? I thought I meant to you put did. that. Oh, you I did. did. Okay, no, you did. Right. It. Yeah, okay. right. yeah, you said it right. But there's and a Leadville airport. But you there's have, a Leadville airport. Yeah. Yeah. You Leadville, basically they, they don't like letting people land that have never trained there. I like tell you right. Yeah. 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 They're real. They they get real sketched out if anybody tries to land there that's never landed or to take off because it sounds because it's like. I think it's nine thousand. Yeah, I think 9, it's like nine thousand foot elevation. Yeah, the airport. wow. And it's on a, it's on a, it's like a box canyon, and the airport is on yeah, top of a mesa. And and, and fourteen thousand or twelve, twelve to thirteen thousand foot yeah. peaks, fourteen thousand foot peaks on either side, and the approach is kind of Dog fucked leg. up. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, like you said, it's like a mesa, and then you've got a box canyon down here. Like it's, yeah. I'm, I was watching. I'm like, wow. I don't. I would get nervous in, right. just in a like a like a. Um, uh, flight sim, like just yeah. doing that, and going. All right, this is. So, would you uh, want to go there? Uh, not in my N- plane. No, and you're not even not in your plane. I don't get either. It would even would even take off, probably. Would you on a like? Could you even have perfect conditions to be able to take off in your plane? Cold. It would have to like, be like negative fifteen degrees. Probably. Cold, yeah. which Fahrenheit. is doable. <laughs> yeah, 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 which which is doable there. Yeah, but yeah, I don't know. I it just like it, it popped in my head when we were talking about density. D- density altitude can also go in the negative yeah so yeah. it can actually be better performance than standard yeah. and so yeah you like might you might get lucky and get like six thousand foot da on a really cold day oh my gosh it would have to be like yeah. when, you, when you in the summer when you fly from here 3500 feet down to bullhead or laughlin or havasu it's like 700 feet somewhere down there you can tell the difference when you take off when oh you bottle up even you get on there and get f- fill it up with fuel and you, you can tell immediately you're getting a bigger bite. The prop, yeah, it's just yeah. taking a bigger bite of the air. Yeah, um, I can feel it. I, I'm, not, I'm not touching the obviously touching the throttle or anything, but I can feel it in your plane. I you can feel the difference, the difference between, between taking off here and and taking off in Havasu. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And I remember there was a biggest difference for me when I moved here years ago because everything about and around the Atlanta area and the whole huge area around there until you get up into Appalachians was somewhere around a thousand feet. Yeah. Everywhere. You know, and so and that's all you experienced. And the conversation when I came out here and joined EAA was like, you know, talk about flying into different airports. All right, what's the what's the field elevation? This is a common question that would come up immediately. And I wasn't used to this at all. Most pilots look at like when they're about to land, they can determine what pattern altitude is. They're like, oh, it's 500 feet 
above sea level so pattern altitudes 1500 coming in here it's always plus a thousand mm-hmm. i usually only look at that when i'm like about to bomb on in and out here you're talking about it like you said before you yeah. even decide to take off yeah you look at it all and make sorry what's the how long is the runway yeah, yeah. <laughs> well shit. yeah and when we're flight planning a long trip like we're doing right now i the first thing i look at i turn on the fuel prices filter and i won't even <laughs> zoom into an airport if it's an atrocious fuel price unless like uh, limited options lead us to have to yeah. choose a terrible fuel price mm-hmm. but like we'll find something that's green on the map that means it's a decent fuel price for that area zoom into it and the first thing i look at is elevation and longest runway length those two numbers together <laughs> yeah. and the higher the elevation the longer i'm going to r- want the runway but for these two little cessnas like we want it to be as low elevation as possible with decent runway length. so it's kind of yeah. like a balancing game and we just have to sort of eyeball it but when i say eyeball it's we are choosing airports that we know are well within our margin of mm-hmm. performance that's what i mean by eyeballing so we're not crunching the numbers every time but we're also not getting close to the limit every yeah. time we pick something that's a really comfy elevation really comfy runway length we only need 1500 feet at most to get off the ground in these planes on this trip the way we're loaded well what i need is actually a turbo yeah well we yeah <laughs> that i mean we all. that would help that would for sure help right um but we're landing at airports that have like five thousand foot runways and so, a lot of most airports around this area do have longer runways and yeah, you, ha- just, you have to. you have to yeah. right yeah. so but you never did that back east ever really yeah everything is like sub a thousand feet yeah. you, you just yeah. don't really think about it too much no. yeah. it's just a different different and there are people get in trouble we've seen plenty of youtube videos too people come out from back east and they're going to fly in the mountains in idaho or something yeah. and yeah they're up there they go through the trees when they're taking off yeah, yeah. the flatlanders so. they're not thinking about density altitude i'm yeah. i mean i'm one of them i came from san marcus texas it's pretty flat out there and because the humidity is lower that fools you also because you don't you're not sweating as much so you think it feels it feels cooler right oh, but san you're marcus not running the numbers killed me with temp say again yeah Do last it? last summer in texas was atrocious it was like 78 days straight of no of over 100 degrees fahrenheit yeah. and it was humid that's what we had yeah. here and that was i was working outside then and it was it was uh, eight, but we had eight, less humidity though. 18 day, right less humidity it was 18 days over 100 degrees yeah and then wow. almost and came like two degrees away from setting a record yeah and i was like, two years ago it was 100 we broke a record it was 115 yeah, right yeah here here which that was the first time and yeah. then that that also broke a record from from 2019 where we broke. This is when I decided that I'm like I gotta get out of I gotta get out of here. It's got gotten too cold, too snowy, and too hot. Yeah. <laughs> well, in 2019 we broke records for um, lowest temp. Then we and and then if, uh, maybe a month later broke a record for most snowfall. Yeah. Uh, for it was it ended up being you know. Um, 14 inches which was in crazy. like nine hours. Wow, yeah. That's uh, awesome. All down here was huge amount of snow everywhere. It was amazing. I-40 yeah. was shut down from Griffith Road, if you guys know where that's at, like on the way to Havasu, uh-huh. from there all the way to almost Albuquerque. Wow. wow. Like it was like 40 miles inside the like inside uh, uh, New Mexico. Wow. wow. Um, it was awful. And you couldn't get in or out of town for like three days because of the passes. But uh, And then that was February. Four months later, broke a record for or broke a record for uh, heat. Wow! For temp, high temp. No, I'm good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Dry atmospheres do really interesting things for temperature swings, and well, especially mountains too. But like this last summer in Texas, there there was not a cloud in the sky for 78 or so. I don't remember the exact number. It was in this upper 70s. 
78 days, mm-hmm. not a cloud in the sky. So there was nothing to break the sunlight. There was no moisture to create any thunderstorms or anything. So it was just hot as hell every day. Yeah, <laughs> it sounds it, awful. Yeah, dry and hot. It was bizarre. Like normally there's there's like every couple of weeks, it, it, like there'll it'll be hot as hell for a couple of weeks. And then we'll have a batch of thunderstorms, like a, a system from the northwest will blow in and kind of change, shift the direction of the wind, and it will offset the moisture levels in the atmosphere. And then we'll have thunderstorms for a handful of days, and it'll cool stuff off down into the 90s. And then it'll kind of creep back there up in the 100s. There was no relief. There was no relief. Almost 80 freaking days of just not Everything a cloud in the sky. Dying. Everything was dying. All the grass was dying. We were dying. <laughs> the Kentucky yeah. girl was melting. I was. Speaking of no clouds, um, do you guys have plans for the the eclipse? Oh, jeez. <sighs> um, we don't know yet. Um, we were so supposed to be flying a Grumman Tiger to Sun and Fun that day, but I think we're going to back out of that obligation because we really, really, really get excited. To You're going to be right there in the right in the almost in the in directly Kentucky. in the path, right? And yeah, in Texas. and Texas, and uh, like Austin and Louisville. The totality is a little bit west yeah. of both of those cities. And if you track it further northeast, then it goes right like right through where like my mom and stepdad yeah. live, where I grew yeah, up in Ohio. Ohio. Yeah, and I was joking with Paul because he asked me, he's like, you. What are we going to do for about this eclipse? Because you went in 2017 to I happen to have South a trip. Carolina. There was a, a broken airplane, Sirius, I was working on in South Carolina. It would happen to be correspond the same week I was going to go there. And I thought, yeah, that's going to be pretty close to Manning, which is where I used to work and live. And it looked like, and it was going right, the totality, the longest was going right through Manning. What was it, four and minutes? The, and there's a big, yeah, it was a big lake there called yeah. Lake, lake Marion. So I called up Tommy, a good friend of mine. He goes, yeah, Jimmy's going crazy about it and all that. <laughs> and they went and took their cub and got some... In from in track and they flew over because the, they want to know where in the lake because they all have boats they want to be on the water in the middle of the lake for for the total eclipse so they had it all figured out and that's where I went for that and we buzzed out oh, there cool. and there was all these boats and it was crazy out there with what how it looked and uh, yeah that was uh, so that means that you're willing to come to Kentucky and I'm, stay with us at our new place so here's yeah. the funny irony is my folks are as you guys know are at my house until early May yeah. And I have broken. It's April eighth. I know I haven't broken the news to them that I may be going and staying at their house. Initially, (laughs) I was like, I haven't said that to them, but I thought about flying. And we'll come pick you up. That's kind of what I was also. Now I've just like modified my plans. I my mom would be so pissed. (laughs) She's like, you. She's already annoyed at the fact that it was like sixty five degrees in in Troy, Ohio, uh, day before yesterday. And we got snow here in Kingman. Uh-huh. Right. The snowbird like, getting fucking, snowed yeah, on. Yeah, right. I'm like, yeah, this is also hilarious to me. But I warned them. I'm like, this is not, this isn't Tucson, okay? It's not Phoenix. We're kind of up high, whatever. Anyway. So yeah. Have you guys experienced a total eclipse or not? Yes. I flew to Grand Island, Nebraska to okay. see the one in 2017. Because I've, I've yeah. seen a bunch of other partial, and this total was, it's different. Yeah. As you know, it's, com- it's yeah. a different deal. I saw one in when I was a kid. I was probably nine years old or seven or eight years old in Tucson. You know, in uh, somewhere there's my mom has a picture of me. I have the old style oh. welding, uh, like the old like they just they're just round eyeglasses that are super dark with the leather on the side. Yeah. It was my grandfather's. He was in the Corps of Engineers in the Army. Okay. And so he put those on me. He wore a welding like a welding mask. And I remember going out in his front yard and checking it out. And it was weird yeah. yeah it was everything got very quiet have you seen one chelsea and oh yeah uh, yeah t- t- we, okay. my dad has a telescope that's bigger than i am mm-hmm. and he set it up and put the film over 
the telescope tour, we could watch the whole thing. Was it for the one a few years ago? Yeah. Okay. That's really cool. And we all went to Land Between the Lakes, my whole family. We took the camp. My dad talked about it for like four years before it actually happened. And was it a total there, you're saying? It was totality for four. We were in like prime time. In Kentucky, you're saying? Yes. It's like it's southwestern Kentucky, right on the Tennessee state line. Yep. And we were there, and it was like the sweet. I don't know. You know how you just have those memory banks of like, like this is like a key moment. It's a core and memory. You can feel the same feelings whenever you yeah. think about it, and like that same like well of like the emotion. So I just remember remember hearing my dad talk about the eclipse is coming. The for like four years, we we're all like, mm-hmm. he said, you just wait till it gets closer. Like it's gonna be all over the news. We we're like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and so he booked two years in advance because he was worried about not getting, <laughs> not getting I like your a dad. camp yeah. spot. And so here we are. We like we all go. We're at Land Between the Lakes. He's like, everyone's coming to our campsite to look through his telescope and with the filters. He was really prepping for oh, this he, thing. He loves. Time. He was leaning into, and he's excited for this one coming up. Is he, I mean, like, he sounds like the kind of guy that would have T-shirts made up for an event like that. Uh, he wouldn't go that far. He would. He would save the like T-shirt money, yeah. and just get like cooler gear. Yeah. yeah. But mm. I just remember we we're all there, and it's coming into totality. And my dad ripped off his because uh, we also had the little independent glasses, so we weren't. We were watching through the telescope like the hours leading up and then after. But then, you know, when it was about to be like that five minutes before and after we were using the little independent glasses. And I just remember as soon as it was totality, my dad, we're all laying on the ground in the grass and he ripped off his glasses. He jumped up and he was like, I can still hear his voice. He's like, it's happening. (laughs) And it was so pure. And and he literally was like, take your glasses off. It's happening. It was, I don't know. It was like a kid. Her eyes are getting a little bit glassy telling this story. It was so cute. It was so sweet. Like Mm -hmm. he, it was like such a pure emotional moment. And it was like wild also. It is. It is. It really wild. It the way it looks and feels. So and it weird. cools down immediately because the sun's not. Right. right. Yeah. You know, everything changes. I, my grandfather crazy. was, he, it wasn't four years in advance, but like, I, like a couple weeks leading up to my grandfather, because he pulled me out of school. Yeah. Which my grandfather didn't get past like ninth grade. Yeah. So school is very important. So for him to pull me out of school, yeah, you knew it was yeah, more important. it was a huge, huge deal That's for him. So sweet. And I remember him telling, like, explaining to me why why the, this doesn't happen very often. And like our ancestors, if you go way back, this terrified them until they were able to. Some, he said some culture around the world figured out a way to figure out when it was going to happen, and they did this and did that, and like it, they worshipped gods based around things like this. It's yeah. a huge deal. We and right I, and the like, gravity didn't hit me until it happened. Yeah. And then, like, the way you guys talk about your dad was excited. And you, like, your dad just went, kind of reverted back to being a little kid and was super giddy yeah. about it. It's, it's, uh, it makes perfect sense it as to why it's such a big deal. It wasn't just about getting two eggs per day. <laughs> <That's> exactly. <laughs> the chickens think that the sun so came funny. up again. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, uh, it's incredible. And I'm, and I'm looking forward to it, even with the 70% that we might get here. I think is what it, I think it's 70% totality or whatever. Yeah, but it was kind of the last, you know, I've seen a bunch, but once, once I saw that one, I went, okay, if I can get to the place to do it again, I'm going to yeah. not miss another one like Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Well, it was just so cool. Well, and, yeah, and I there, didn't know we, it was right there. We so, just had yeah. a partial uh, yeah. back in October uh, in California. We got, it was like 85% coverage. Yeah. And it, it noticed, got noticeably darker. 
and we were I, we had the big lens set the up. Same. And it's not the same. It's not when it totally covers it up and it gets like twilight level lighting and outside. But the horizons are light. Yeah, it's like it's totally it's a different world. Yeah, yeah. it is literally otherworldly. I mean, it's I, like underexposed I mean, film almost. It's like yeah. it's a weird. It's so strange. If yeah. it happened every month, it'd be like okay, whatever. Yeah, this is yeah. my Turn your my it'd be on. like a full moon. Yeah, my yeah, thought was to, was to fly my airplane somewhere in Texas where it's going to be you know total you know find an airport that's close, which a lot of people do anyway. Like they did in South Carolina. Manning oh, was right right in the middle. Right? Fredericksburg is right in the totality. I think oh, Uvalde. Everything's already booked. Yeah, yeah. and those ramps are going to be packed. Like when I flew to Nebraska, it was like like they were in Manning also. All these airplanes came came in. Boom boom boom. It was yeah. crazy in Manning. Yeah. Just, just to Josh, be right. Have you thought about flying during it? Yes, but <laughs> I don't uh, know. I mean, that's yeah. I'm just kind of yeah. like uh, a cord. I just like I would love to just sit on the ground and you got enjoy a lot of work it. to do if you can be filming it and they're gonna if do we're, a thing yeah, then and, it's it's a lot of work. I mean, it would be yeah. really cool, but I also think like I don't know. This is when's the next time this is gonna happen in the United States? Like literally coming through both of our hometowns. Yeah. So I just kind of like the idea of sitting on the ground and enjoying it with whoever we're with. I want to be at the airport though. I think we could do a little cookout out there with our new hangar. Yeah, is it is the totality coming yeah. right through there? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Well, then, yeah. Then I don't really want to be flying. I I'll just want to hang out it. on the ground. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll cook. Yeah. I can do that. Yeah. If you, I, uh, it's April. 6th. April eighth. April eighth. April eighth. Yeah. Yeah. But then right after that, we do have to go to Sun and Fun. Yeah. Like catch a catch an airline down there, I guess. But you guys can stay at our place while yeah. we're gone, please. <laughs> Come on down. We'll clean it up. We don't have shallow there you go. wells. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. So after, oh, after the break, yeah, I was gonna they're, they're going to tell the story. Yeah, they're going to oh. tell the story <laughs> and talk about our morning. <laughs> a complete and total indictment of of me recommending anything in the Kingman area. That's so. not true. Oh. That's not your so, so, yeah. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a break. We will be back.
we're back with uh, Josh and Chelsea. Wow, that was enthusiastic. Wow, that was yeah, I, I you sounded that. You, really you, excited. You do. Have, we, you had a, a big story about your flying escapades yeah. and all that, and then uh, and a lot of people know Josh. But you have a channel too on on YouTube. Is that right? But you're not very active on. It. Is that true? <laughs> Quite literally. Ouch. Yeah. I mean, is that true? Wow, that's it's a hell of a dig. Paul. But you're not that uh, well yeah. done. Yeah, Sorry. I mean, we have Josh. I'll, I'll be auditioning for but, new uh, hosts. I know, but <laughs> I, it is soon. Okay. You want to be more active. I, I absolutely want to be. So um, before I met Josh, I was like, had no social media. Like, I did not even watch YouTube except for Sailing La Vagabond. Oh, nice. And Good. so really, I was just like grinding out, doing my maintenance, my flying, like, didn't really care. I didn't like getting attention for being a girl pilot and a girl mechanic and all of that stuff. And I was just like busy. And I thought that there was a lot more garbage out on social media. There's definitely the amount of garbage that I thought there was, but there's so much good out there too. But I didn't, I just was, you know, distracted. So I made an Instagram was my first thing. And then, you know, Josh immediately found my account. We we followed each other. And then I slid into her DMs and that, that, yeah. A few times. <laughs> Co- <laughs> I coerced her. So real quick <laughs> Just story. I won't, I won't like tell the, the whole drawn out thing. But basically, I was in the market for a classic pickup truck. And I was a looking girlfriend. F- and she's the classic pickup truck. And That's a metaphor. <laughs> oh, my yeah, God. I was, yeah, you What's know, that song? Single I got and ready a heart to like a trip. Yeah. I <laughs> honestly don't like that song personally. But anyways, um, I, I was in the market for like a mid-80s Ford pickup. And I was looking all over the country. Um, and I kind of, I kind of started to like, I had, I was serious about a couple of others and this one also popped up in Kentucky. So I was like, it was on my radar and I was like, same hmm. as with the women too. Well, that's not <laughs> accurate. Actually, that oh. part's not accurate, <laughs> but, uh, they were asking way too much for this truck. And, and over time the price started to come down. And, and meanwhile, like her and I were chatting on social media, learning that we have all the same interests. And like, I was like, wow, this, this girl's actually pretty awesome. And, uh, Basically, the, the price came down on the truck to a point where I was willing to buy air, round-trip airfare and go look at it. Round-trip, just in case the truck was like, you know, I'm not spending money on this thing. I had a way back. Um, so I bought the airfare, and Chelsea thought I was full of it when I I'm told... Like, don't they sell trucks in Texas? When I told her that I might... Yeah, Texas to, of all places. I yeah, might right. come to Kentucky <laughs> to look at a truck that's for sale. Um, and like, yeah, okay. And she was like, yeah, he's full of it. You know, like, he's just trying to find an excuse, whatever. Which isn't entirely far from the truth but there really was a truck and i still own it to this day oh I, you did buy I, it's our truck. love I flew, truck i flew up there uh i was like i was it's like i was famous at the dealership i was the guy from texas coming to buy this <laughs> old beat up in kentucky yeah. i couldn't imagine yeah. why so <laughs> did you bring your own horns to mount on the front of it like <laughs> they, no. i feel like that's the way these <laughs> i did not they thought um, that would have been good for them they yeah, thought, oh, yeah, yeah. Totally we got you a hat to go with the truck yeah <laughs> so they, it was listed by the time i looked at the truck listed for 3900 i haggled them down to 3300 and drove away on the truck down i-64 to louisville which was like kind of in the correct direction to go to Austin and I convinced her to uh, to meet up with me and then we never stopped hanging out since. No. Yeah. That's cute as hell. That. But yeah. you guys were already active on with aviation at that point. You, you knew each other through yeah. aviation. We, yeah. yeah. Pretty much through the aviation grapevine. And we, we have, we had some mutual friends and yeah. we just kind of, I mean, we followed each other on Instagram and I 
started replying to her stories and slid I, into her I DMs that way. I sometimes would ghost him. Yeah, she would. would. She was playing games. She was for sure playing games. What I think um, is funny, you're going to hate, I'm going to bring this up, but I'm doing it on purpose because I'm not one of those people at all. And I'm not going to ask, I'm not going there, but I see these people that interview you all the time and they think, oh, when are you guys getting married? And oh, when are you doing this? God, I'm going, oh my God, this guy actually is asking this to these people. I could care less and I'm not ever going to, but it's just funny to me. It's funny, not funny. I know you guys are just, we're doing our thing. Maybe we already are. That's right. Yeah. And no one needs to know about it. That's so right. Who cares? But that's a big thing that everybody's talking about yeah. all the time oh. in the aviation Yeah, world. people bring it up a lot. Yeah. It's, it's kind of it's crazy. It's nonstop. My, yeah. my daughter's family, uh, my or my, uh, on the other side. Yeah. Like, you know, the, yeah. other, the other side. Uh-huh. Right. Have given my daughter some shit for... You know, living When's with her boyfriend, and yeah, well, no, when are they getting married? When are you getting married? Yeah, yeah, yeah that kind of thing. And I will just playfully say, like, I was like, oh, are you gonna, are you guys ever gonna get married? You're gonna keep living in sin, and <laughs> which is like a joke. And right. we're like, maybe once or twice a year, I'll say that. She just roll her eyes. She knows I'm full of shit, and I don't care. Yeah. And uh, but the this last time I said it, maybe a six or eight months ago, I was like, so are you guys gonna keep living in sin or what? She goes, but dad. If we don't sin, then Jesus died for no reason. <laughs> right. Which is so amazing. That is funny. I, uh, I'm like, I, my kid is leveled above me, yeah. finally. Good for her. <laughs> that, I, I, and I'm but speechless. Um, yeah, no shit. Like, yeah. Yeah, my I'll, job is done. Yeah. Yeah, just an incredible response. So when we, feel free I to steal to that. Her. Yeah, she's she's pretty cool. When yeah. we flew Sorry. to uh, we flew out to Big Bend, Texas, and it was a surprise trip that I put together for Chelsea's birthday and Valentine's Day, which are back to back. And we made this little two part video series. We like we we were put up in this yurt. It was kind of a sponsored deal, and and they put together this awesome package for us. And we made some videos of it. This is one of the first times that I had ever seen this happen. Somebody commented on the video where we arrived and pulled up to our little desert yurt getaway kind of thing and the you know i do the walking in shot as she opens the door and it's like wow this place is amazing and we there's one bed and this one guy commented (laughs) and just like quoted a bible verse and was like hitting us with the bible like wow calling us sinners and you're sleeping in the same county out of wedlock and blah 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 that's not okay on the same county out of wedlock now we're going we're going way back now yeah and and i (laughs) i don't remember i gave a little bit of a smart ass one-liner back um and then there was like a thread that started after that and and it just kind of went off i hope people piled on that guy which is mostly defending which is great for the engagement on youtube like i don't care (laughs) leave negative comments start controversy it's great for the algorithm i'll remember that yeah 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 i can do that i did get on josh at one point she did you know how those negative comments like you can have a beautiful rose but just damn that one thorn yeah mm-hmm. so yeah. josh posted a video and oh my god the comments were just like overflowing and just positive and beautiful and just so great and then there was one negative one he's like i got it like gotta. a like a pretty scathing like attacking my personal and so character josh was like, and well, oh, well what do you want a refund like this is free content <laughs> type of yeah thing. yeah and i told josh i'm like listen all of these beautiful comments and you're seeing the thorn. If you are going to take the time, I'm not saying don't respond to that person, but if you're going to take the time to respond to that person, you better take the time to respond to all the positive ones too. And so that she recalibrated became... my perspective with that statement. And I, it's, it's a, like a life philosophy now. I'm like, okay, if I'm, go- if I am going to spend time thinking about the negative in any regard, any, any situation, especially, yeah, not just comments, like it, dwelling on the negative aspects and you might internally roll your eyes at this knowing how I am but 
if if I'm going to take the time to internally or externally dwell on anything on the negative bits of something, I better be willing to acknowledge and appreciate the positive outwardly. And yeah, uh, yeah. which we, can we, just it's important. We get you back to a, a proper heading, right? All yeah. right. So, All right. so, so back, I'm glad she said back that to, to my me. proper heading of yeah. my YouTube channel. Uh, yeah. 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 So well, I you, had you you're working actually. You're know, on aircraft all the time, and you've got your yeah. license and all. So that, that's your main career. So you don't yeah. have a lot of time to do what you know. And, and this is you know, Josh is is known for this is his yeah. career. What he's doing. So yeah. It's so a different thing. You know, we we started dating. I had just gotten into social media. I started connecting with people and meeting people through social media finding that huge aviation community and being like wow this is actually there's a lot more good than bad really and so then of course he is everywhere on social media which is so funny because he's the guy that will not pick up his phone and just get on facebook and instagram and or and you'll never see him I, like I, that. I take a week to text you back like it's well yeah, I'm just talking fair. about social media though. that too yeah I don't I don't ever pick up my phone um, but he's just not on his phone but yet you'll see posts from him constantly he will schedule them all on yep. like one day and never even goes back to them which I think is them. so crazy yeah. because he has such a social media presence mm-hmm. um, but he does it professionally and his work and his videos are just absolutely incredible. Yes, they are. And so I started filming with him. Aviation 101, folks, on YouTube if yeah. you want to look it up. And so I fell in love with running around with a camera. My mom always growing up had a camera and she would be like, hey, if you're going to take this picture of someone and there's all of this beautiful blue sky, do not have them stand right in front of a a telephone pole to where it looks like it's coming out of the top there. Just yep. simple little, things little like framing yep. things. And so when we started filming, I was obsessed. With, I started running around with camera more than Josh. It and was nice. Yeah. Oh my God. You're like Elena on, on sailing. Yeah. Vagabond. Seriously. Cause his, like, Seriously. His, the, it, I mean, it was dog shit. What he w- what Riley was filming in the beginning <laughs> and it just slowly got better yeah. and better and better. And then just 20 the episodes house. in, it's like, holy shit. Yeah, yeah, because I think I f- was introduced to them. They were they were only at like I think fourteen I at, or fifteen episodes. I think I was at about fifty something. Yeah, which is still super early on. Oh my gosh! Yeah, they are just and I. Oh my god, Riley followed me on Instagram. She freaked Get out. Get the hell out! No, of I'm, here. Not, I'm not kidding you. <laughs> really? Yes, he did. You're like kind of he, a celebrity. He to commented me. on one of my pictures one time, and I was like, I'm sorry, Josh. I'm sorry. I'm having a freaking. She freak was out. she was wigging <laughs> but, out. But I was like, I would wait. I'm sorry, Riley, but. I, of course, have the biggest crush on Elena, so I'm like, <laughs> I would freak out even more if Elena did, just because she's the super rad chick, and yeah. like, I'm obsessed with their stuff, and anyways, but he did follow me on Instagram, and That's I freaked out. out I, honestly, that, that I would kind of freak out a little bit. Now, Riley did uh, uh, reply to one of my comments yeah? on Twitter like four years ago, and that was when Twitter was still, you know, a thing, and... I was like, oh, shit, because it was in the middle of the night. Wherever they were, it, it was, was midday, the, yeah. and, and I, I used to work nights. Yeah. And I got a notification. It was like, Riley Whiteland posted. And I'm like, oh. God, I And I was the first laugh. person. His He's, laugh is the best. He, really? Like, I feel like I could I could absolutely hang out with him. Oh, God, 100%. Yeah. 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 Anyway. Sure. Anyway, back to my YouTube. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so I started helping Josh and really kind of fell in the groove and had a lot of encouragement. I think Paul was... 
telling me the same thing like a long time ago I, I said Josh. I said you need to leverage the fact that you're a female an attractive female I said you should leverage this that's you know because there's a bunch of stupid guys that are going to just follow you because you're attractive but you also fly and you do these other things I said this this would be a a lever that I don't have and you don't have it screw it lever it yeah I, I don't know if you how you feel about it. that but you know yeah uh, you know. I mean don't It'd be different if you're if you're a one trick pony. Yes, and that's pretty much going to be your premise is leveraging you know your good looks and or whatever. We've seen that, that annoying. and that doesn't but work very long. No, it doesn't. That's exactly yeah. right. It's that is a a hot fast burning flame. Yeah, it's going to flame out yep. fast. The but, um, proof positive is at the same time within a couple months of of each other, the vagabond started their channel and then there I can't remember it was it was two women, and they were sailing you know, they were sailing. Yeah. Both came from the experienced sailor, like sailing families, yeah. knew their shit. But all they did was prance around in thong bikinis all the yeah. time. And that channel, I don't even get it suggested Clickbait, anymore. Yeah, totally. But it misses the substance mark. Correct. Which, of course, we all love the beauty. But at the end of the day, we love the genuine people. The absolutely genuine and people. Like, yeah. That connection. And they kind of weren't. They were, yeah. they were, they're like, doing they're, it for the wrong Yeah, they're reasons. all, they're all butt cheeks and, and nothing else. Yeah. Right. And it and it's like, yeah. And I could see that being that, and that's balancing that because like you don't like I said before, you don't yeah. want to be known as the, the the girl pilot, girl mechanic, all that. You, that's something you want to keep in your pocket. But it's also no secret. It's clearly not a secret. Yeah, <laughs> right. It's not like you're wearing like overalls and big coats yeah. and and not makeup on the channel. Yeah. Like well, so I did start a YouTube. Okay. I have never posted a video. I, th I think you told me you had started. I went, that's great. And then I didn't really see it. People. That was, <laughs> yeah, you and how many other people? I have, a, I think, getting close to 2,000 subscribers. <laughs> and no content. No content. <laughs> and never. How much? Is that a record? who has 600 plus thousand, right? 300,000. 300,000. Yeah. He has as um, many subscribers on YouTube as Tucker Carlson. I do. Found out, I do. Nice. Wild. That's nice. That's a really strange uh, bar to yeah, get, I guess. That's yeah. odd. There's but another good, guy I've been good watching. Good for you. There's a guy I've been watching for a long time, um, Andrew St. Pierre White. It's yeah. overlanding, mm -hmm. so he does like yeah. four by four stuff. Australia. It's Josh's version of our obsession of sailing the vagabond. Yeah, that uh, works. Yeah, I would get a little starstruck if I got to meet him. But but he he I feel like he has a similar spirit and filmmaking that I do. Like it's just like there are so many intricate, intimate details about a, an experience that he just he doesn't really give a shit if anybody's going to want to watch this he's going to tell it whether you like it or not yeah if you click and on it cool if you don't click on it cool filmmaking yeah he just he loves the filmmaking and he's so freaking knowledgeable at at everything he's so experienced with overlanding and camping he's been doing it since he was a kid he's taught classes wrote books made training videos for governments and all that well i don't know about that but he's he <laughs> like he has a lot of films out and books and everything he's an educator in the overlanding space and the off-road space and he's well known in the vehicle space like he Toyota has massive sponsorships and, yeah. yeah and like and we've been kind of neck and neck for uh, in subscribers for years to this day we're still neck and neck yeah. and he he's also a pilot he just so happens to be a pilot um and has he's had a motor glider i don't remember what kind okay. um but had anyways like a composite long wing motor glider right. looking thing okay Right, but it's it's just very interesting that like I've always been able to relate to him not only because I love the overlanding and camping stuff, but also like he has that same attitude of I am gonna post what I want to post, and that's that. And I think there's a there's like a really great 
integrity to that. I don't know. And and it's a different subscriber base. So it's like people who are in it because they are actually in love with the content and the people that make it that. Right. And it's a, it, the growth factor is not just exponential really quick. And then like he said, hot and fast burnout, but these people are truly, truly, truly engaged Mm -hmm. and they will follow the stuff forever. People tend to, uh, just natural humans tend to naturally gravitate towards uh someone who's genuine yeah and it sounds like he's just pure personally yeah Yeah. it's very it's when it's made personal yeah Yeah. absolutely and when there's and there's no bs there's no fluff it's just genuine it's just and it's real shit did you know that when a human is being genuine they can actually like watch your brain frequencies through mri and everything and when you are speaking from a place of truth and genuine and sincerity you emit the highest frequencies of any other of any other emotion and so people can actually feel when you're being genuine which makes total sense because most people when they're when they're being true to like what turns them on the most yeah like for me i can tell you right now that i i absolutely love seeing someone get uh, just emote about something they're passionate about. Yeah. And I've heard that's like one of the most common things, but that's human interaction. Yeah. Right. Like I can, like Paul is like, I know this is boring. You're probably going to fall asleep. I'm like, I'm just completely engaged. There's nothing else going around when he's talking about plastic airplanes and airplane glue. And I, it's fascinating <laughs> to me. Like it is absolutely fascinating to me. And same thing goes with you guys. Anyone who's like somewhat of an expert or an a true expert in their field, or if it's just a hobby, like my mom sat there and listened to me talk for like an hour, maybe ten years ago when I first got into uh, home brewing and fermentation science, because it really took a, a couple different interests of my life, which is like I love biology, yeah. I love chemistry, and I love good beer, and then when you throw that all together, and it all it just kind of clicked. I, there was no there was no learning curve. It just kind of somebody told me one thing one time. You do this, then there's this. I will never forget that yeah. there was no studying there was no nothing it was in it I, I probably talked about it for an hour and my mom just was like honey i love seeing you Aww. so passionate about something and you like six months ago you didn't know anything about this you still drank like bud light yeah <laughs> and when i could afford yeah, it yeah, like yeah. maybe you knew nothing <laughs> i knew jack shit <laughs> yeah. really yeah and and but, uh, honestly it took being broke that's how i got into it oh yeah, yeah. was like one of of friend of mine who made his own beer said yeah you can make like five gallons of beer for about 15 maybe 20 bucks worth of of raw materials i'm like i'll i'll be here tomorrow yeah and i want you to show me well they they always say and your mom felt it it's not what you say but how you say exactly exactly and that passion comes through and that just pure genuine uh interest in in something however narrow or broad it may be comes through it comes through in your videos josh i'm sure someday it'll come through in whatever videos you post in josh's videos it does yeah you're yeah. t- talking about uh, passion and connecting with it, and that's that's I use that like there are local, like a small town b- band will come through and and they'll want to uh, if they have a good following. One of the reasons is is not just their talent, let's say, but the people that really make it. If you really look at the history and the people that really make it, they're up there really selling it, and and you you feel that they're feeling something when, when yeah. they're singing whenever they're singing about. Yeah. I harken back to this line in, in uh, Walk the Line, you know, in the Johnny Cash movie a lot when they're in mm-hmm. the studio and they're and they're he's trying to cut the record and he and he's doing these old recordings of some religious stuff and he goes, I, I gotta stop you guys, you know, what do you 
I, I I've heard that song over and over and over again, and I you know, and uh, and I, I got to you 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 don't believe in God, and that's not what I'm saying, Mr. Cash. You know, it's it's, and uh, what's wrong with it? Because I don't believe you. You saying I you saying I don't believe in God? No. And and he points out. He says, Are you telling me that if you were out there on the gutter tonight, bleeding, and it was your last day on earth, out there, and this was it, you were gonna you, you know, is that are you going to want to sing that same old whatever the song it is over and over and over that everybody's heard a million times and you're just trying to sing it your way and do it right or you got something else? You know, and he's trying to, he's trying to crystallize it into I can this. can start to hear it fade in. To right this right moment right. of, yep. well, I... I remember that scene. Yep. Yeah, and, and, and I that's Sam Phillips, by the way. Yeah, exactly. At, at Sun Records. And who knows yeah. if that really happened? Artistic license? Sure. But that's true. It's like people want to believe you you know what it is is it fake or not is it and the best art that you see pulls emotion out of you or the best songs that you remember it it's and you believe the singer you 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 can feel their pain if that's what it is or their joy whatever it is that they're they're going through and they're out there standing out there on the stage with a guitar practically crying when they're if it's an emotional piece of music or something like that and everybody's connecting yeah. And and that's that's the passion you're. T- it's the same thing, but on, on a different different stuff with flying or or, or learning a new uh, craft or something. It, it's in. I think more people need to be nice. More people connected that way with something that they had passion about. I think everybody has a capability, you know. But it's all of, yeah. I think just, everyone has uh, it. It's a matter of finding your platform and your creative outlet. Um, yeah. And you don't have to have a platform. No. Not when, I, when I fell in love with the plastic white airplanes, I will never forget the day. Yeah. It was when I was about 10 years old on the in, in, in Texas on this glider port. When the, they started showing up, they were steel tube and aluminum. And then this one German thing that was sculpted white. You couldn't tell how it was made because it was just slick and smooth. And, and when they come zipping over and doing a low pass so quietly and pulling up and throwing away... And you see it and you go, oh, I've got to know more about that. Yeah. What the heck is that? Because that's different. And then and then I heard people talk about how they're made. The guy went to Germany and he was explaining how they have molds and then they glue the halves together. And then as they're talking, I remember I was a, just a kid because he's saying they glue the halves like a model airplane. They're glued right. the two halves together. And I'm looking at it, I'm going, I don't see any seams or joints. You know, how how is this, what is this magic I'm seeing that you're talking about that I saw flying I, and that's that was it for me. I was the rest of my Ever life. Since. Yeah, and I wish that people had that same thing with and you something. Can, you can sit here and say that as you overlook your beautiful hangar <laughs> that is full of many of those planes it right is. now. It's it remarkable. Is. That's a big deal. It that's is very sweet. This is the most yeah. um, metal planes I think I've ever seen. <laughs> right, before, really. Yeah, the, the, the With two your old Cessnas in there. In there. Yeah. We we did hey, have the, the. Those are not old Cessnas. Those Sorry. are beautiful two, Cessnas. Two like, new old Cessnas. I mean, they're, we they're, pulled they're, them in here and they're like, "All right, we're not here for maintenance." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, "Thank God, no one's going to be wrenching on me in here." Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> they could just tell. There, there was a we had a P sixty three in here for the air show that one time though. That was yeah. one of the coolest things. They just kind of. Got left behind for they, they uh, had, like five days or something, wasn't it? They, it? Had, they had to position it for the air show here. Like rather than going back, they just said, "Hey, can we just do you guys have a hangar to?" And I just happen to have the space, and it sat in here for two weeks. Wow! Uh, uh, World War Two. Remember when you woke up in the middle of the night and told were like, the "Oh shit, there's a there's an old warbird in but my not hangar." Without yeah. announcing, right? I sleep in the noon. Sleep in the noon. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I was that, say that. 
Well, speaking of yeah, waking anyway. up in the middle of the night. Oh yeah, so tell the oh. story. Oh, okay. Kingman, uh, so I hasn't heard this. Go I, ahead, last night we were at the cellar door wine bar. Don't tell Kingman, them what you recommended. And I recommended a a hotel motel. Well, we wanted to stay downtown. We wanted yeah. to stay near yeah. historic downtown. downtown. Right? Yeah, to, you guys yeah. lived downtown for a while, and then. And, we wanted and, to wake up yeah. this morning, no matter how cold it was, just bundle up, grab some coffee, and walk around and yeah. Venice yeah. and pop into all the little shops. So I suggested a motel that I'd had, I'd been suggesting to people for years, uh, and then uh, Josh went ahead and booked it, and then now apparently I'm finding out for the first time something happened or many things, something's happened. So tell the story, guys. So we check in, everything's good. It was up to par. Place is great. Yeah. We're happy with it. Perfect location, perfect price, everything. Good recommendation. Yeah, yeah not bad. Like it's, it, I think it was four stars on Priceline. Oh, that's five, right. Four yeah. to five stars. So I was yeah. like, okay, that's not bad at all. And good price. Uh, we get in. The room was, you know, there's like the sheets look dated. They look like dated curtains. But and that's king. Well, yeah, Sorry, I know. No I know. Part, part of a lot of it. Well, yeah. it's it's kind of an old rundown motel, but it was clean. The bathroom looked renovated and it was fine like we are we have low standards like we don't we don't really care about that like we said at the beginning we've been homeless for a while yeah it it just doesn't matter to us so we you know i open up all my computer equipment and we have all this footage to transfer from yesterday so i start doing the data dump and organizing the footage so like typically when we're out socializing and we call it a night that means we still probably have an hour and a half. Yeah. That means computer work yeah. begins for Josh. Yeah. Um, so it was, yeah, probably about an hour, hour and 10 minutes or whatever of me, tr- you know, organizing footage and transferring it to drives and backing it up. And we started getting ready to go to bed. It was probably like 11 o'clock when we finally got to bed. Fall we go asleep. To, everything's great. We go to sleep. The temp in the room is great. You know, we're happy with it. it everything's fine. Um, probably about two o'clock in the morning. Um, first of all, I heard a knock. Uh, and I thought somebody knocked on our door and my, I, like I opened my eyes and I was like, what the hell is somebody about to key into this door? And I immediately started thinking about the deadbolt and I was like, did I lock the deadbolt? Yes. I locked the deadbolt. The key card cannot turn the deadbolt. It can only be locked from the inside. So I'm like, I'm like going through this in my head at two o'clock in the morning when I just heard this noise, probably about 10 minutes later, as I'm like starting to doze off again, what you just, I'm telling the, the under this whole thing. No, it's fine. Okay, we're on go. track. We're on track. <laughs> so, no, I'm I'm in. Yeah. All right. So so that I'm happened. terrified. <laughs> like my I, my heart is racing right now. So the is that sarcasm? No, it's okay, not at all. Because right. I, I I I'm I'm so worried. Yeah. So we're we're yeah we're on track for the story here. So I hear the knock and I'm kind of like starting to fall back to sleep because I'm like okay. I've convinced myself they cannot key in, so that's this isn't this isn't a problem. And we're we're so tired. We're so tired. As I start to fall asleep again. I start to hear something rustling in the bathroom and I'm like, what <laughs> the, f- what's going on? And I kind you of think like, you heard the knock. You think it was a dream that kind of woke you up. It was a noise. Or it something. was a for sure noise. No, it, it, it was something, not something, something. I think it was upstairs. Okay. But the walls are cardboard. Sure. So <laughs> we heard it. Right. Um, I thought it was outside at the ice machine was right next to our thing and the laundry mat. We stayed next door to the lo- the washer and dryer yeah. and the ice. You thought could, it was something was going out. It there could have been something. either one of those too. It sounded like to me it was like a knock on a door or whatever. It could have been any but of those just things. Just a quick. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was like two, one, two, three. Oh, that's that's what I heard. That's why I was like somebody just knocked on a door. <laughs> Anyways, that is what woke me up. And now I'm awake and was starting to... I was to, kind of awake, too. I was starting to doze off, and then we start hearing this rustling in the bathroom. And this is, like, a definite, like, 
I'm not dreaming. This is not just like a weird, like the AC made a noise when the compressor kicked on. No, there is a noise happening in the bathroom. And first thing my mind went to is, okay, there's a rat that has gotten in because we just recently dealt with this at our place in, in California. So I'm, I'm kind of thinking about it. And then I listened to it for a second. And I, at this point, she woke up too because I kind of sat up. And I said, is the shower dripping? Did the shower all of a sudden, like, what, like was there a shift in pressure or temp in the pipes? And, like, it's pushing the residual water out the faucet or something? So that's what we, we both thought it was, the shower yeah. dripping. Yeah, those water dripping. Yeah. Yeah. And but meanwhile, it's raining and snowing outside. Yeah, yeah, because, and we already knew the next day was a weather day for flying, which is today. And we were like, okay, so it must be raining. And I was like, so is the seal, is the roof leaking and i was like i couldn't remember if the place was one story or two Be- story because or- we both got up and w- moved into the bathroom and i kind of stuck my head in the bathroom and I, <laughs> to like triangulate where the noise was coming from with my ears <laughs> quickly found out that it is coming from the vicinity of like not the shower but like more of the toilet area and up and i was like oh shit there's like water coming Dumping. through like out of the vent hood for the the vent motor in the light oh there's shit. water dripping all over the floor and i was but like, like damn rapidly rapidly so we were like okay w- we don't I really know what's the going trash on cans the front desk is there. very likely closed you know like gone home for the night so she we're grabbed too the, tired to deal with it yeah anyways. like so she grabs the trash can and just scoots it under it in the bathroom and flip the light bed. off we call it good when we'll we deal with up, it in the we morning couldn't, we couldn't really hear it though when we woke up it stopped after a few minutes and then we kind of fell asleep and then it happened again as we were waking up seven something in the, this morning and lo and behold come to find out it, that's it, when it, go ahead the upstairs resident was also waking up it was oh, in, no. it was in correspondence with another noise that we kept hearing whenever the <laughs> toilet in the unit above us would flush we would start hearing this dripping and seeing dripping in our bathroom. Not just dripping. It was dumping. Oh, my God. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like quite a bit. Oh my like, God. like it was a lot. We have a video. We will, we'll yeah, show oh, you this Thank video. God. <laughs> so there is video. Um, so we investigate further. And I'm like, wait a freaking second. And I, I pull out my little pen flashlight. And we turn on the bathroom light. And I get the light up like like parallel to the ceiling so I can see colors. This is yellow. Like dark yellow liquid. I, so then I look down in the trash can and I'm like, oh, that is human urine. Absolutely, it is human urine. And and probably dissolved feces to some degree. Dumping in the bathroom. There has to be a broken pipe in the ceiling right above our toilet coming that is connected to the waste pipe for the toilet above us. When they flush, when they do their business, drop their exhaust or whatever else in the toilet and flush... It is coming out whatever crack or hole in the pipe through our light fixture and vent in our bathroom straight onto the floor. Or us, if we're sitting in there using the bathroom ourselves. So we discover this. We notify staff. We pack our shit. We go to the front desk. Because, like, we are changing rooms. And barring whether they are willing to refund us for this bullshit. Quite literally, shit. For this shit. For this human shit. Yeah. We are going to be pissed <laughs> well we w- <laughs> can't yeah. get around these metaphors um so we discussed it before we went up there we're like we're not gonna get upset it's not there it's no, no one's fault and it's gonna be shitty for whoever <laughs> has to deal with it and we've been dealing with it so we're not gonna get like up in arms yeah, it happens. but we're gonna we're gonna first ask them to refund the night that we had 
We also had to move. It also was waking us up. It's also freaking disgusting. And then we're just going to move hotel rooms. But depending on their level of cooperation, we're also willing to just leave. Yeah. And we went in there and they totally blew us off. They said they were not willing to refund because we didn't come tell them when we discovered it. At two in the morning. At two in the morning. She's like, you should have come down here and told us then. You're not getting a refund. We were like, we didn't she was even like, know well, what well, it you, was. Yeah, she was like, well, you stayed the night. So, no, we're not refunding that. And I, I was like, there, there is literally human waste coming out of the ceiling and dripping all over our bathroom. We can't use the bathroom. Okay? Like, do you, right. have, do you are you comprehending how Anyways. much of a health hazard this is? Yeah, so we, we kind of went back and forth. We were being very respectful but stern and like asserting what the situation yeah, we're is very, we're more hyper explaining it right yeah. now we were very calm yeah we weren't like getting in their face or anything but um basically they were not willing to give us a refund so we're like okay we're, we're like okay well leave. then we're going to a different hotel and and she said well we can't i can refund you for the night that you're not going to stay here <laughs> and i was like okay. oh oh thanks okay yeah, i'm not going to be here so you won't charge me for it and i okay and and <laughs> I yeah. stood there while she processed it because I was like, okay, this is kind of an, an, a dead-end battle. And then she processed the refund, gave me the paperwork uh, saying how you know how much they refunded one night, whatever. And I said, okay, well, we're going to get with Priceline to, to discuss the rest of this and, and get the rest of it. And she was like, the rest of what? And I said, the rest of the refund. Because, it, it, mind you, there is human waste. Like, I explained it again. And she was like, well, I mean, we can't do You stayed here. You're not going to get refunded for that. So I said, we will take it up with Priceline. It's not your... And put it in dispute with yeah, the credit card. Yeah, we're like, going to put it in dispute. Like, this this is crappy. So, yeah, anyways, we left and got got the, you know, one night refund, whatever. So I started to open a support ticket with Priceline while we were waiting on Paul to come rescue us. But we were like, hey, no rush, but we're ready for a ride whenever. Yeah. <laughs> and we're in the Mexican restaurant. We're small hands, but not really. I'm like, something's yeah. going on. Um. So while we were dealing, I was dealing with the support ticket and notifying Priceline of all of this with timestamps, and I was going to send them the video of the you did this the dripping video. stuff and everything. And uh, while I was doing that, I got a phone call from the phone number of the motel, and it was I guess the the gal's husband or we don't, so, know, we don't know. It seems like it's a family operation, but I, I got a call from one of the people who runs the place, and he said. Yeah, and Mr. Flowers, I we just took a look at your room and we assessed the situation. I am so sorry for all of this. I understand that this is disgusting and this is unacceptable. I'm going to go ahead and refund you for the full amount. And I, I really apologize for all of this. Like, he was very nice about it. Which was a total 180. Total 180. they were blowing us off. Yeah. Yeah. And the lady, basically, she lied to us and said that... Oh, we've they, seen it already. We've yeah. already looked in the room. And f- first of all, I was like, okay, I, I put a do not disturb tag on the door because all of my computer equipment was scattered. I don't want anybody in there. Right. You know, like, so, so I'm like, well, I, I trust that you wouldn't go into a room that I was thinking this in my head. Of course I didn't say it, but she said they had already looked at it. It was water coming through the ceiling because they got water from the shower on the tile. That's all it was. And the guy also was standing there with her and they kind of blew it off as like this, this sometimes happens. And I was like, what sometimes happens? <laughs> and he was like, he was like, we are, we can't give you a refund. And he just kept reiterating that. So that's when we just got agitated and we were like, The okay. trash can was like three quarter or uh, one third the way full. Yeah. It had several inches of, of human pee in it. Gross. Yeah. Just catching it, falling from the ceiling. So anyways, they it has yet to be seen whether my Capital One account will reflect a refund or not. 
Um, if I don't see it in the next couple of days, obviously we, I will continue with pursuing it. We're gonna have to mug him. I guess, yeah. But <laughs> thanks for the recommendation, Joe. <laughs> yeah. Do you have any dinner recommendations? I'm getting pretty hungry. Uh, I, I am too, actually. No. Let us know I'm, where to. I don't have any recommendations of anything ever again. Ever. Oh, <laughs> ever. We would still take your recommendations. No, we're, we're giving you shit. Um, That's it, so terrible. Like, ho- I'm so sorry that that happened in this town. <laughs> I know I had nothing. It's not my fault no. or anything. That's like. Oh shit! Honestly, I think the worst part is them just denying it without going up and looking at it. And if they said this, they go, "Oh my god, let's go check." This now I'm out. glad that they corrected that. Like, did, and, I think and when they finally realized what did happened, go look at it. They were like, "Oh shit! Okay, this is really nasty." Yeah. If this would, if it would have been a weekday, I, I, I would have just uh, uh, encouraged you guys to call the health department because they would have come in and shut the whole damn place down. No, well, they, they will. Well, that's what I was about to go scary do. Scary because. We didn't know where the noise was coming from, like we said, and we flipped on the light, and it was coming out of from the light. that light. <laughs> yeah, that was on. That's so, so like, gross. Not only a health hazard, but a, a fire hazard. Yeah, like, it's too bad we can't throw the video on that TV right now because we could. I know. The TV that that fell down. Yeah, that's. Yeah, holy shit, you guys, that's so yeah. terrible. <laughs> yeah. Other than that, I mean, seriously, it was a nice motel. We would have stayed there, no problem. It was no, fine. What if we did? We did well. Okay, yeah. I mean, we would have stayed there an additional night. Yeah, ha- bought, had this not happened. But now, did you guys find another place? I hope no. Or well, there's we're, there we're gonna go to Old Reliable, the Hampton. <laughs> oh yeah, that's yeah. fair. Yeah. yeah. But um, and plus we got our our Beale Street fix this morning. We're and happy. We're happy yeah. with it. We and got we're our. Just happy to be here, spending time with you. Too. Yeah. Did you yeah. guys really? enjoy the uh, the new re- renovations going on downtown? It wasn't kind of yeah. Walk, walk I mean, it's stuff. it's a lot. But it, uh, we walked into Liquid Bistro, and I. That was my like go to work spot because it was quite literally next door to where we were living. Mm-hmm. Um, With two minute walk, internet. yeah, fast, fast Wi Fi, good coffee, good food. So I worked there pretty much every day. So I got to for six months. I watched the progress of them doing the landscaping out front, mm-hmm. and then now we we show up again, and it's like all done. And there's nice concrete and the gravel and picnic tables. Right. You got stuff, to see but. like the vision finished. Yeah, and then so, down where Sarah's store is, is, that's where all of it's done. That's what was phase one, you know, the yeah. widening of the sidewalks and the yeah, different nice. parking spots and all that nice. stuff. Yeah, my mom was blown away. That was the first time my stepdad took the dog, their dog, for a walk uh, last week, a long, like a long walk. He's 11 years old, and he's 90 pounds. Jeez. He doesn't hardly ever go for long walks. No. And he, they went on a really long walk uh, and went down there, and he came back. He goes, dude, I've been coming to Cayman since, like, 1979. I cannot believe how nice it is down there. Yeah. And it's going to be so nice when it's done. So I took my mom down there yesterday and went to Sarah's shop and the record store and had lunch. And, and uh, she's like, this is this is like a nice, like a real downtown. Oh like, it's gosh. really nice. And she's had a hip replacement a year and a half or two years ago and a knee replacement last summer. So she's getting around with a cane. And she was like, she's big advocate in anything to do with disabled access, things like that, just because of the business she was in for so many years. And now that she needs a cane. Yeah. She was mm-hmm. pissed about she like how bad. She has an appreciation for oh, yeah. having to deal with that Just stuff. ADA compliance that was non-existent down, yeah. downtown Kingman. But not only that, but like the enhancements for like the mid uh, mid block crossing, which is just, with ramps yeah. down into it, is just fin- fantastic. Way Yeah, better. it used to be there was no access onto yeah. no. the sidewalk unless you could step up a yep. foot. Like yeah. it wasn't even just kind of a curb, and inconsistently inconsistent uh, heights. Yeah, with all the curves. Yeah, it's all the same now. It's all com- yeah. It's all just much. People don't realize that even if you don't need a wheelchair or a walker, it's much more pleasant to walk with these places that are that are gradual and yeah. and, and ramps and yeah. you just if you're just walking around. 
Yeah. You, you have less chance of tripping and stuff. Yeah. Modernizing. Well, I guess we're going you know? to ha- have to come back again and see Absolutely. phase three done. It's supposed to be done in like March or April yeah. or something like that. Well, that's what we're looking forward to with finally setting up a base camp is yeah. we'll be able to take deliberate planned trips. Instead of just mm-hmm. coming off of one trip, unpack out of one suitcase into the next for the next one. Yeah. We've been taking many trips from our current trip for three years. Yeah. That's, nomads. Yeah. Full-time nomads. Yep. We have been. We have nomads. loved it. Learned a lot about each other and about life and about business, uh, but it's time to nomads set up ba- base no camp longer. and get to work. Yeah. No well, I'm happy for you guys. And you have a nice place great. Uh, that you've rented out. In, yeah. In, uh, and you I'll guys say. are going to come stay. I'm going to yeah. go fishing. Please. Hell yeah. 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 I'm great. Yeah. I w- also, our policy is like, even if we're out of town, doesn't matter. We're putting one of the pads on oh, there. Oh, yeah. Okay. And we're like, no, we're having this set up for guests yep. because. Just the experience, like we've had so many people open their homes to us as we're like doing these big trips and staying. And like, if we have this place, we want people to enjoy yeah. it, yeah. And use it. And we love hosting. We do love hosting. Comes from me. It's like a bit out in the country, right? Like yep. it's out. Yeah. Oh, it's a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, oh, really? Oh, oh nice. it is. Uh, it's it is two bit. hours from Louisville. Two hours from Nashville. Those an are hour from Bowling Green. An, an hour, hour from Bowling from Green. Owensboro. But the little town okay. that we're next to has a Walmart, so you're good. I, that's that was exactly what I that's was going to say. That's the metric, like, right? It is the metric. <laughs> like I like the idea of living out in the sticks as long as I'm within like 15 minutes of a Walmart. Yeah, it's about how far. Maybe uh, 15, 20. 15, we 20 minutes. We also use that as our VFR reporting point too. Well, yeah, <laughs> as well you should. I'm over to Walmart. Entering a downwind. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I. <laughs> Well, I I think the that about wraps it up, man. I've uh, truly truly enjoyed this episode. Yeah. It's been so much fun. And we took up your last page. Yeah, the last page of my my original notebook from like 2016. Yeah, Sweet. the last page, the grand finale. Yeah. No, this I'm not going to talk on grand. The absolute last page. Oh, wow. Heck yeah. Episode 340. Uh, so, Josh, if you want people to find you, how do they find you on uh, social media? Uh, on YouTube, if you just search Aviation 101, that's okay. uh, I filmmaking is what I really care about. So my bread and butter is YouTube. I also have Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok. But YouTube would be your main platform. You would YouTube, YouTube is my main platform. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And Chelsea, how is your social media? <laughs> my Instagram is actually okay bigger than I, mine. Yeah. Yeah. I get okay. A how lot. do people find you on uh, Instagram? It's all my, bikinis, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> it is. All it bikinis is. and wrenches. Yeah. <laughs> bikinis and wrenches. That's the That's name perfect. of her YouTube channel, actually. Is bikinis <laughs> yeah. and wrenches. That's just right up so my terrible. Then it would Don't. have a hundred thousand subscribers. Do you know how many already. people just looked that up? I, I everybody hope, did. I hope, and then I hope they're super disappointed because they're gonna find something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been done. Oh, it I'm, I'm sure. No, my Instagram is high maintenance, all one word, underscore <laughs> chels. High maintenance chels. That's pretty funny. <laughs> it's a great play on words. High maintenance. It really, it really is. Considering that I know you fairly well, and yeah. I would, I would say you're rather low maintenance. I am low maintenance. I, I am very girly though, even though I'm a mechanic. But it was just kind of like. I'm a mechanic them that flies, so I like to get high. That's a wrong. But sure. I, I hope the FAA is not listening, but yeah. Um, no, <laughs> they're knocking like, at the hangar door right now with a peacup. Like, just here you go. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, we'll but I like to fly and do maintenance. <laughs> and plus, good God, every single person, pilot, whatever. Right. Pilot Chels, pilot. Any chick name you can imagine is already taken. So I didn't want to go down the. Oh, be different. So it's high maintenance chels. High maintenance yeah. underscore chels. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Chels. Chels. It's not that. But. Not a Z. No. C H E L S, yes. Okay. 
Awesome. There we go. Well, thank you guys. That was uh, truly great. This is our first glad time got doing to this. Out. Yeah, I've actually never recorded a podcast live. I'm glad that it's could... not live. <laughs> well, okay, I, I'm talking about like with the people that I am talking. Oh, with. have you like uh, oh. called in or, or, yeah. or done? Yeah, I've done video yeah. calls into podcasts yeah. and stuff. Yeah, like we that. both this have. Is... You've done video. I've seen video stuff where you guys have yeah. done that before, though, but, but not like this. this. So we've done studio I, interviews and stuff. I but... like hanging out and like looking at the person that's talking. Yeah. It's much better. The I actually like this a lot. Yeah, the interaction is so much better, and yeah, it's easier. It's and I feel like a lot of those. Uh, where you have to do either either audio or video or both, uh, and, and you, it, it just feels so structured. And uh, well, you can tell we don't really have an interview format. Yeah, like we don't. We tried first few episodes, and we're like, we before had like, this episode, you said, okay, option one. Yeah, is, is, is no for, option. <laughs> Which would have no been option, I would have yeah. the only structure would have been like, all right, Chelsea, how did you get into aviation? Da, da, yeah. da, 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 and then like take a break and like, Josh, how did you get? In the, that was going to be the structure. But, but that's the limit of the structure. That and we one do yeah, you said with structure option number one is no structure. Right. Structure and option number two is yeah. That's how he worded it. Yeah. <laughs> one of the problems with that is that they've been asked that a zillion times. Also, it's like if you were going to be interviewing a famous musician. I would steer clear of like, so who were your influences when you were growing up or yeah. whatever the, they've had that question a zillion times, you know, and everybody's heard it. Yeah, it's like, Oh my God. I, I heard I... someone ask Chris Cornell that once and he had a great answer that he kept, he repeated throughout like the nineties up until he died. Uh, he said, I actually have no influences. I created music because I didn't feel like there was anything out there that was good enough. So I just felt like I had to do it. And he said it so straight faced, like he just comes off like a total prick, and that's not true at all. But he hated that question because mm-hmm. yeah. it is. It's kind of a. It's a. It's like it's a standard. It, yeah. Easy, simple. Yeah. It's just a. Yeah. It's dumb. I'm glad we didn't do that. Well, when people, <laughs> I'm gonna start, which I have never done this, but it's on. It's on the plan. The next time someone asks me, "How does it feel to be a girl in aviation or a oh, woman God. in aviation?" I'm gonna be like. How the hell am I supposed to know? I've never been a boy in aviation or a man in aviation. <laughs> right. so. That's that's a good point. Or that's or true. get real pissy and just really cut deep and say something to the effect of like, well, I started life as a boy and got into aviation, <laughs> yeah. but once I transitioned, I it actually a lot of doors opened for me and just really <laughs> fuck with people. Like that's oh, I, that I would do something like that. Because I and that has going, Cameron's son written all. It, it actually does. Yeah. It, it just I, I think it's a bullshit question. Yeah. And if you would ask me that, say, I don't know, like before my kid was born or even say 15 years ago, 10 years ago, I, I would have been like, I would have not had the same response. You're like, that's the best you got. Yeah, really? Like, all nah, the stuff I've done, and that's what you want to know about. You want to focus on that? Yeah, that's what you want to do. Or you get real, real gross and make them super uncomfortable. Be like, you think I'm a girl? Yeah, like what makes you think I'm a few? Did you just did you just like misgender me? Right. Or just start talking about a lot of feminine stuff, which makes like the I, I say that separates the men from the boys is men don't care. They're just like things are natural, things happen, whatever. <gasps> but the boys, the super immature males, like, well, they're I like keep a pack of tampons in my flight bag. Right. right. That's that's right basically next the, to my the lip difference. Gloss. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. No shit. Just shit like that. That right there just would make a lot of dudes go, hoo, 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 and they get all weirded out by it, which is hilarious to watch. Right? And it has to be a little bit annoying for me, too, when I see uh, when they have a, a video on YouTube or whatever, it shows, oh, look, we have an all-female crew, whatever, and, I, and I'm glad that people are flying, and I'm glad that's happening, but it's like, I cannot wait until we get past this. I'm not saying it, I, I'm for all that, but it's like, they're pilots, they're trained, they're professionals, and 
uh, their you know gender shouldn't matter. At some at point, we'll get to the point. At some point, it, so like I only differ with you a little bit on that. Like I like when the the first all female spacewalk happened. Uh, God, was that a year ago? Thereabouts. I instantly text my kid. I was like, "Here's the link. If you're not doing anything, you should check this out. They're live, and this is the first all female spacewalk." And she appreciated that because you have to acknowledge it's the reason why that's significant for that. Yeah, is because it 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 was never a thing that could ever happen when the space program started. Right. It's That's where the Russians were ahead of us on that. Yeah. Absolutely. They were. Way ahead of yep, us. But were. it's also, it goes two ways. So it's like, women are like, oh, I don't want, I don't want it to be different just because I'm a girl. But then you make all this wake for being a girl. Right, right. For the, and so it's like, well, which one do you want? And right. there is a fine line. So yeah. there do have to be those celebrations. And it is very eye-opening to be like wait we still have the first female xyz yeah so it is very eye-opening and i think it does shine light on those things but i also do as a girl get sick of that agenda yeah and so i i absolutely see both sides of it it's a fine line to walk and and kind of acknowledge acknowledge this is the first time and maybe talk about the fact that like it just wasn't a thing for even yeah. women to be in the space program. Look how far we come, and then that's it. Yeah, you don't have to talk about it anymore. You acknowledge that and go, "Holy shit, she has three PhDs." Da, da, da. The other one is like, "Ah, two PhDs. They're this and da, da, like that." Like, and then you just talk about the merits. You don't yeah. have to talk about like what their gender is. You don't yeah. have to talk about that. Like, it doesn't matter once you've acknowledged. This is significant for this reason yeah. because of the past. And now we're just looking at the future and then never mention it again. To me, I, I feel like I think just having a good attitude and showing up and just work hard. Yeah. So, like, yep. even if you feel like, oh, well, I'm being judged because I'm a girl. Okay. Well, prove yourself. The new guy, if it's a dude, he's going to have to prove himself, too. Yeah. yeah. So, don't take it personally. Absolutely. And I feel like a lot of women get stuck in that. Yeah. I in my right. industry, they're like, oh, he was XYZ because I was a girl. No. Mm. He would have treated any new person, the new guy, which would. Dudes give each other a rash of shit yeah. all the time. It means yeah. that they like you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, really. Especially if you get don't get treated any differently. Yeah. And then, but you, like you said, they can get stuck in that. And that's, and that's a feedback loop that is kind of not their fault if they yeah. get stuck in that. But you do need to spin out it of that. It becomes an like, echo chamber. A hundred percent. Yeah. And you just kind of rest on that. Yeah. And, and I that's was not that's not good. I was a little bit contradictory or whatever you want to say, because I said, oh, you know, the, it gets a little bit old. And I wish I, I can't wait till we get to a point where they're just appreciated for their skills, male, female, whatever. But I did also say early in the podcast, like you should leverage that if you're a female yeah. and you're what you so oh, I, did, yeah. I did say that cultural. There's a cultural thing. There's you can have an opinion on culture and then there's just straight up finance mm-hmm. and and making money and capitalism. Right, and if you capitalize, if that's the thing that you can that you can leverage, that's the same skill set as like males dominated things for centuries because of they're just larger in stature on average and stronger and that are bigger whatever they physically can dominate. So to make up for that, then use if you don't have the physicality, blow past the dudes with your brains or. If it if you're gonna get a higher salary and get a job and you know you can do better than the dudes that are doing it hey, and all it requires is like maybe a low cut top, you cannot tell me that the guys <laughs> do didn't do the same thing. Uh-huh. We yeah. all have abilities and yeah. disabilities, and they are all vastly different. So use the ones that you got. Ab- yeah. Absolutely, but don't Morally. rely only on that. 
Yeah, that's I'm all in favor of that. Like yeah. I've t- said yeah. that's my kid a million times. Yeah, do it. Who cares? Wear the low cut top. Get the job, but 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 kick ass. Like just absolutely just See, my mom said the ass. opposite. She said work so hard you don't have to wear the low cut. A hundred percent. Well no, maybe just the once to get in the door. Yeah. <laughs> just to get yeah. into the the boys' club. Then wear yeah. fucking turtlenecks forever. Yeah. <laughs> That's Fuck what it. I'm wearing today. I know. Oh, yeah. yeah. Look at that. Yeah. <laughs> she is. Oh, yeah. That's funny. <laughs> anyway, well, I think that's about it for us. Um, safe travels, you guys. Yeah, absolutely. Please, safe travels. And we'll we would love to have you on again. Yeah. Soon. Yeah. We'll, yep. uh, we'll see you guys again soon. We'll make a dedicated trip out here and come to our new place. If we will. Yeah. And I will bring some. Oh, you've got audio recording equipment, I'm sure. Plenty. You're, yeah, you're good. Yeah, I'm good. Maybe we could record a cartoon casual podcast in Kentucky on your equipment. What? We'll set up a booth. Yep. Yeah. All <laughs> I need yeah. to bring is my MacBook. That's it. Like, Sweet. I will yeah. cook up like a madman too. We can have all kinds of good food, some good babies. We're we gonna get maybe do some fishing, squirrel stew in the in bonfire the fall, and beers. Yeah. If it's what you request, I'm willing. I haven't to make had it squirrel happen. stew since I was a kid in West. And it was in West Virginia. I kind of quit squirrel hunting because I just didn't particularly like them, and skinning them was also just like not gnarly. A lot of, not a lot of meat for it's the the work. So much work for so little payoff. Yeah. Yeah. Hundred percent. Deer hunting. Yeah. We can, we can do some different. archery and yeah. have some deer. Yeah. Some deer. S- what stew, chili, steaks, whatever stew, you want. Some Burger. I've actually have uh, three, two or three pounds of venison from my uh, oh dear my, my brother gosh. got. My mom brought out. Yeah, you're speaking my I've language. I've got, I've got deer, bison. Because there's a bison farm near where I grew up now. Nice. Apparently, it's only like Ohio bison. Really? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, all manner of things. But anyway, all right, we're done. We've been trying to sign off for a while. We have. Yeah, let's we get have. out of here. For dinner. All right, yeah. we're done. Have a good week, folks. Thank mm-hmm. you.